Okay, Boker Tov. Today's daf is daf Tesvav in Yuma. Daf Tesvav. We're up to the 13th line on daf Tesvav of Papa Omar. Yesterday we had the following question. <clears throat> we had a stira between <clears throat> the two Mishnayas in Yuma in this Masechet. First we talked about a different stira between us and between Yuma and Tamid. And then we uh, brought down a different stira. We said that of Shimon HaMitzvah is the author of Yuma. And we brought down a steer between Yuma and Yuma. How is that? Because in our mission we said that first the Kohen does the Ketores and then the Neros. And that later on in the Mishnah here in, this, in Yuma, it's going to say that first comes the Menorah and then the Ketores. So Abaya said that's not Akasha because as we said, the Neros are divided. There are seven Neros, seven candles. First you do the five, then the seven, as we'll see later on, because you do the higher one first, you go after the majority, five and then two, and they're, div- and they're separated. They're separated by another action, by another avoda. What is that avoda? So Abaya, as we say every day in davening, brings down from Abishol, and he says it's separated by the dam hatomid, by the, by the sprinkling of the dam. However, our Tana holds that the, dif- that the ktoris is what separates them. So you first do the five neros, then the ktoris, then the two neros. That's what we said to explain this difference. Rav Papa now on Tesvav gives us a different answer. Papa Merlo Kasha. There's no Kasha between our Mishnah which says Ketores precedes the Neros and the Mishnah later on which says Neros precedes the Ketores. Why? Because Rav Papa says Lo Kasha Harabon Very simple. One sheet that goes with Rabbanan who say what? Rabbanan say that the Ketores is what separates the Neros. So therefore the Ketores in our Mishnah, we says Ketores comes before the Neros, that's before the two Neros. Whereas Abishol says, no, the Ketores comes after all the Neros, after the two, after the five, and after two. Five, then the Dam, then the two, and then the Ketores. So very simple. Our Mishnah goes like the Rabbonan, and the Mishnah later on goes like Abishol, Harabon Abishol. So the Gemara says, wait a minute, my Kimple Masis and Dachak Rabbonan. So he says, our Mishnah goes like the Rabbonan. And Pius, the Mishnah later on in Dafchafe in the second parak, to, that talks about the lotteries, and there it seems to indicate. It says that the, by the, at the second uh, at the second lottery, uh, it's the, it decides who is going to do the menoros. Again, cleaning out you know uh, cleaning out the menoros and uh, re- re- recharging it, putting in a new wick and new oil. And the third lottery is for the ketores. That goes like a bashal. So this that you want to say what that our mission goes like the rabbanim in the first parak, and the second parak goes like a bashal. Aim a Look later on. Later on, on Daflamid Aleph, Daflamid Aleph, which is after that, in the third parak, in the, after the second parak, in the third parak, it says there the following: Haviulo, I must say, if you look at the safe again, the third parak, Haviulo as a tumid. On Yom Kippur, they brought the coin, the coin got all they brought in the tumid. Now remember, on Yom Kippur, the coin does all the avodas in the base of Migdash, all of them. So they brought him the tumid. Kartsu, he first made an incision. In other words, he he did the shechita. He did the shechita, but he didn't complete it. He just made an incision and cut the two simonim of the animal. You have to cut the trachea and the, and the, uh, and the esophagus. You have to truck, uh, uh, cut both of them. The most, most, of, most of both of them, right? Most of both of them has to be cut. But he didn't continue cutting all the way through because he also had to do the avoda of the makabal the dam. So he had to have an assistant there. But he had, since he had to do the avod, he did the, the halachic shechita. So he made the incision. And somebody else finished the shechita, you know, continued it so that the blood will all flow out. And, then he, and so he did that part of it. Then after he completed the shechita, meaning Kabbalah, etc., halacha, 
he went to be Maktu the Ktoris, Ula Hatevasaneris. So what do you see over here? In the first parak, our parak, we say, what did our Mishnah say? He did the Ktoris and the Neros. The second parak, we say, that's like Abishol, who said that the Neros, the last two Teros, preceded the Ktoris. The Ktoris was after all the Neros. Then in the third parak, we're going back again, going like the Tanakama, that the Ktoris precedes the Neros. So also the Rabbanan goes like the Rabbanan. So what are you going to say? The Rashi in the Sefer, the first and the third parak in this Masechet goes like the Rabbanan, or Metzios HaBashol, and the middle parak goes like HaBashol, meaning the second parak goes ain't. It's better to say that way, even though it's a little bit of a dochek. I'd rather say that than say like a bai. We'll explain it why in a minute. The first and second, the first and third parak goes like the in The middle parak, the second parak goes like a bashol. Okay. What was a bai's answer to this problem? He didn't say that the first and the third parak goes like the rabbanan and the middle parak goes like a bashol. Bias said, no, it depends what we're talking about. Which, which uh, neighbors are we talking about? The, the first Mishnah, our Mishnah, which says the Ketaris precedes the Neros, that's the last two Neros. And the Mishnah later on, which says that the uh, Neros precedes the Ketaris, that's talking about the first Neros. The first five Neros precede the Ketaris, and the last two Neros come after the Ketaris. Okay, so that's how, that was Abayah's answer. Right? The problem, of course, with Abai is that he's talking about the second Neiris before we're talking about the five Neiris. So Bishlam Abai, Lomak Rapapa, we understand why Abai didn't like Rapapa's answer that he just gave now. Why? Because Reisha would say for Rabbanim, he didn't want to say that the first and third pair goes like the Rabbanim and the middle pair goes like Bashal. That's not likely. Why didn't Rapapa go like Abai? Abai's answer was that our Mishnah is talking about the last Neiris. The Ketaris precedes the last two Neiris. And the Mishnah later on in the second parak is speaking about the um, the Ketoris, which comes after the first five Neiros. So Abaya of is that likely to say? You're saying our Mishnah is talking about the last two Neiros. The Ketoris precedes the last two Neiros, and then the second parak talks about the first five Neiros which precede the Ketoros. Is that likely? First, you should talk about the five Neiros, which precedes the two Neiros. Why talk about the last two Neiros and say, oh, the Ketoros precedes the last two Neiros, and then later on, you're going to talk about the Ketoros comes after, the same Ketoros comes after the first five Neiros. Talk about the first five Neiros first. That's the order. So that's about Amlecha, Tanah Reisha, Tavos So first, you're going to talk about the two Neiros, so therefore, Papa says, I don't like that. I don't want to tell you. You should first talk about the five nairs, then the two nairs. Why are you talking about first the two nairs, then the last five nairs? But that comes later. The two nairs comes later than the five nairs. Therefore, I'd rather say that the first and third parakam go like Rabbana, and the middle parak goes like Abishol. No, 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 no. It's not a problem that our parak talks about the last two nairs, and the next parak talks about the first five nairs. Because here we're not talking about the order. He's just simply teaching us what the rules, what what the what the uh, what the coin is supposed to do on Yom Kippur. Remember, what are we talking about in this parak? We're talking about the days before Yom Kippur, the seven days before Yom Kippur. What does he do? What did our mission say yesterday? Oh, during those seven days, he's in training. He sprinkles the dam, he including presumably the shechita. Uh, he's mocked to the Torah. We're simply telling you all the jobs that he's involved. We're not giving you the order. Later on in the second parak, there we're talking about the order. What does he do on Yom Kippur? So there we talk about the first five neighbors. Here when we talk about the last two neighbors, it's not to give us the order that the first two neighbors come before the last five neighbors. Of course, it's 
the other way around. The five nairs comes before the two nairs. Here we're simply telling you the various jobs that he's, that he's doing. So that's what Abayi says. Therefore, it's not a problem to say that. I don't want to say that the first and third prakam are Abaye, or the Rabbana in the middle parakas of Ashol. No. He's simply here, he's simply teaching us what teaching us that the coin Gadol has to be involved and has to be trained in all these different jobs during the seven days, and he gets, should get ready for Yom Kippur. Then later on, uh, later on, the Seder, the order of the Avodah Yom Kippur, there he teaches us that in the second parak, and there he tells you the five Neiris comes before the Torah, which precedes the two Neiris. All right, so that's as far as to understand these things. But one of the things we mentioned yesterday we first brought up, when we first asked the Kasha about the Torah comes before the Neiros, I and Tamid, we see that it's, it's apparently that the Neiros come before the Torah. Right? There we say, Misha Zachar Benorah, and then followed by the Torah. So first we wanted to say, well, over there, Tamid goes like Rav Shemit Isha Mitzvah. No, it doesn't, doesn't work out. Why? Because we see that in Tamid itself, in Mesechlis Tamid, Shemit Isha Mitzvah, Dafka argues. So you can't say that Tamid goes like that. Oh, I'll tell you what. So since we're not sure what to do, we'll say that uh, our Mishnah in Yuma goes like Shemit Isha Mitzvah. In Tumid, we say that the Menorah comes before the Ketoras. And then we'll say, okay, so the Mishnah in, Tum, in Yuma goes like Shemit Isha Mitzvah. I, we ask, the, meaning that the, uh, the Ketoras comes before us. I, we ask, in Yoma also, we seem to see that the order is reversed. So we gave these different answers and we said, no, one's talking about the five neighbors, the other's talking about the two neighbors. Or like Rapapa says, one's Abishol, one's Rabbanon. But the Rabbanon over here, apparently, we're saying is Rav Shemini Mitzvah because we're stuck. So now the Gemara is going to go through another, uh, we're going to first go into the detail that we discussed yesterday, proving that the Mishnah in Tumit is not like Rav Shemini Mitzvah because he argues it. Where does he argue? This is what we talked about yesterday. Gufa. Uh, Gufa. Bolo Lekar Mizrach When the Kohen in Tumit, when he talks about the the Kohen who did the carbon Tumit each and every day. Here we're not talking necessarily about Yom Kippur or, or the Kohen Gadol. We're talking about the order of doing the Tumit each day. Remember, the Tumit is a carbon Ola, which is Taim Shein Arba. It requires Rika on all four sides of the Mizbeach, but you do it on two opposite diagonal corners, like we described yesterday. So what happens? The Kohen, remember this Kohen, we're doing the carbon Ola, he's really standing on the ground. He doesn't have to climb up on the kevish like he does with the chatos. He's standing on the ground, but he goes as if he's as if he's going on a chatos where you go up the ramp and then you turn to the right. So he's coming up the ramp from the south, and the first corner that he's going to hit of the mizbeach is the southeast corner. When he turns right, the kevish goes up in the middle of the mizbeach, and then he turns right. He hits the southeast corner. So there's no yeso there, as we described. So he doesn't do any zrika there. Now again, the ola, with the ola, he's not really climbing up on the kevish. He's standing on the ground because the ola dam. Since the, since it's it's an ola behema, the zrika is below the chutas sikra. It's below the halfway mark of the mizbeach, and he the first corner that he would come to would be the southeast corner. He starts that way again. Since he's not climbing up the ramp, he doesn't really have to turn right. But just like you do on the chatos, you go up the ramp and then you turn right. So by the ola also, he stands on the ground and he goes to that first corner. Uh, the first corner first, which is the southeast corner. So then he goes to the northeast corner, right? Comes to the Mizrachas Vonis, knows the Mizrachas and he does one Zrika, which is, goes on two sides. It does it on the corner, so it goes on two sides. Then Maravis Dromus, then he goes, he continues walking, he comes to the northwest corner, and then he goes to the southwest corner. When he comes to the southwest corner, that's the diagonal opposite of the northeast corner. Knows the Maravis Dromus, and then he makes also one Zrika, which hits both sides, and he's done all four. 
Okay, that's what the Mishnah Tumit says. This we brought on this yesterday. It's all in Amid Beis yesterday. That's how we proved that the Tana, the Tanakama of Tumit is not Rab Shimon because he argues over there. He changes it by the Karma Tum. What does he say? He says, yes, I agree with you with the first Zerika. The first one is Barlow, on the northeast corner. He does one on the northeast corner, which hits two sides. Maravis Dromus, but then when he comes to the southwest corner, after hitting the north, he, he passes by the northwest corner, comes to the southwest corner. There, no saying Maravis he does two Zerikas there. Strange thing. It's not four, and it's not one, and it's not, you know, some Karbanas are only one, like Bechor, Meisr, Pesach, one Zerika is good enough, right? Kachatas, all four. Most of the Kabbalah, Shlamim, Ola, Asham, Shtaim, Shein, Arba. But this one, he says there's three. Three, three. He says one in the northeast corner, and in the southwest corner, he does two. One in the west, then one in the south. Comes first from the west, then the south. My, where do you get that from? We never find three Zerikas. My time, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan said, in the name of one person from the uh, yeshiva, Rabbi Yochanan, Amar Kadha Paske, like this, by Rosh what do we say, Right? We say that that's in the in the Musaf of Rishchorosh. You know what I mean? You know what he means to say there? The Pashib Shad is you bring another Khatas besides the Ola, besides the regular Ola. The Ola Satomid, you bring the Sir Khatas. He dashins Ola, he this is an Ola, you should do somewhat of a chatos action when it comes to Ola. It's a very strange shita. We never saw something like that, right? Ola he, it's really an Ola, but on this Ola that you bring the Tumid, besides the Ola, we're talking about the chatos and Musbik, besides being a separate carbon, he darshans it, that the Ola of the Tumid on Rosh Chodesh, you know what you have to do? Or, or the Ola of the Tumid every day, for that matter, because he's talking about the Ola Satumid that you bring every day, you should also do a Maisa Chatas there too. You should also do it somewhat of a Chatas. How somewhat of a chatas, just like a chatas you do on each wall, each corner, north, south, east, west, or you start with southeast, then northeast, then northwest, then southwest. He says, just like a just like a uh, a chatas requires a zrika both on the west and on the south, on all sides. So here too you do two out there also. Uh Okay, so what do you do? No time. So the northeast corner, you do one, which is two. One's Rika, which hits two sides. Ola. And then, and then, then, on the southwest corner, you do two Zrikas. One on the west, one on the south. Just like Chatos, you do on all sides. Like the, like Chatos has really, Chatos is really four, right? But here, so this, this uh, the Ola of the Talmud is not like a regular Ola, which is Shtayim Shein Arba, but there's three. One in the northeast for two sides, and one in the southwest, and two in the southwest uh, for for like, like a chatos, just like a chatos, so to speak. There's all four sides, so this is partial. And one aspect you do one, which is two, and the other side you do two, which is two, two, which is two, like a chatos. The Gemara says, um, So why don't you do both? Do Shtaim Shein Arba, like if you want to say it's got to be an Ola, but you bring it sort of like a Chatas too, so do both. Do Shtaim Shein Arba, do two opposite diagonal ones, which is like four, and then Arba Shein Arba, Kamaisa Chatas, and then do all four, like do all four corners, like a Chatas. So, you don't find that if you did the Kapar, remember, by Adam, once you're Machaper with it, it's done. 
So you don't find that you atone with the dam is what brings the kapara. You don't find that after you've completed it, you do it again. You don't find that. Interesting, this concept of lomatzin. You don't start new ideas. If you start a new idea here, Rav Shemnishev did start a new idea with the three zrikas, right? But he got the, based on a pusik. But he's asking a kasha. Okay, the pusik says you got to do it like an all. You got to do it like a chata. So we do the minimum. You want to find that you do the whole thing over and over again. You're all like an ola and then all like... That's like lomatzino. You don't start a new tradition. You don't start finding... We don't find something like that. That's a concept in the Gemara. Lomatzino. Well, you don't find something which is half chatas and half ola, and that's what you're saying over here too. The answer is, the Pasuk said you got to do some like an ola and some like a chatas. What's your kasha? This is also lomatzina. You don't find three either. Where do you find that you do it like half an ola and half a chatas? That's what you're saying. Half an ola that one's rikashtayim, and half like chatas where you do on each wall. So you don't find that either, but the Pesach says it's an Ola and Chatz. That's how Rav Shimon is dashing the Pesach, that it's an Ola with somewhat of an action of a Chatz. So here too, the answer is, This is not really like a Chatz. In other words, all we're saying is, remember the guy who's doing it, the Kohen is doing it, he goes to the northeast corner, he says one which is two sides. Then on the southwest corner, instead of doing Instead of doing achas sheishtayim, so he does one and one, but he's at the southwest corner. It looks like an ola. See, by achatas, you go to each corner, you stop on each corner, you do four separate things. Here, the one that he does on the southwest corner, yes, he's doing two zrikas, he does one on the west, one on the south, but it looks like that. He's simply separate, he's splitting this matana into two. It's not exactly like achatas. And therefore... Why, why can't we just say the difference is one of them is the top of the chursika, the other is the bottom? Oh, that's the difference. We're going to come to that in a minute about up one in the bottom because you don't do any at the top. You don't do any at the top because that's the next kasha. We'll get to that in the second rumi. We'll see. It's a good point. We're going to, Gamora's going to ask that right away. But first he's asking, why don't you do all four? Why don't you do Stein, uh, Shein, Arba like an Ola and, and, and all four like a Chathos, right? Like a chathos, even if it's below. You'll get to your point in a minute. So, uh, in other words, the answer is that here we're not really doing it like a Maisa Chathos. He says, uh, you know, so he's saying, since the Pusik tells you to do it like an Ola and like a Chathos, so uh, that's what you have to do. The answer is, we're not really doing it like a Chathos. We're only simply saying that the Chathos is just a totally separate action. Here, you're standing at the southwest corner, and then you're doing it. Rashi, right before the lines get wide, says like this, the Karanach, since they're both at the same corner, ain't kind of it doesn't look like a Maisachatos. You're standing at the southwest corner, but instead of doing one, you do two. You do a little bit on this side, a little bit on that side, without really moving. And therefore, it's not really like a Maisachatos. Then the Gemara says, so do one like an ola, meaning below the chutasika. If you're already doing, that's what Rumi's asking, I think. Once you're, once you're saying that, okay, fine, you do uh, one, which, one, one corner and two sides like an ola below the chutasika. And if you're saying like chatas, so you should do above the chutasika. Chutasika is the line that demarcates, it's the five amma mark. On the on the uh, mizbeach from the from the from the bottom of the gemara, it's a it's a horizontal line, red line around the chat, around the mizbeach, which demarcates the bottom five amas from the top five amas, and all carbonos animals are below the chutas except for the chatos animal, and we learn and the different and by the birds the chatos bird is below the chutas and the ola bird is above, but when it comes to animals. 
Ola is always below and Chatz is above. So if you have to do this, if you're saying that the two Zerika, the last two that you do on the southwest corner, both on the west and the south, is like Maisa Chatz, so why don't you do it above the Chotas Sikra, like a Chatz? Ephraim? Yes. Ephraim, mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, just it's picture 22. Yes. Okay, very good. So, excellent. Thank you for reminding me about that. So, um, Michael pointed out that the illustration book, and again, the illustration book is going to come even more handy tomorrow than today. So if you haven't gotten your copy of the illustration book, uh, online copy, again, drop me an email to Ephraim.Schreibman. That's Ephraim, E-P-H-R-A-I-M dot Schreibman, S-C-H-R-E-I-B-M-A-N at Gmail, and I'll send you a link to the illustration book. Now, and this is a number 22 that Michael points out. Um, good point, Michael, that the Ola is below the Chuta Sikra, right? And the Chathas is above. Of course, what's wrong with this illustration, Michael, as long as you brought it up? He's on the wrong corner. It shows the coin, the both of them are at the same corner. The, the one at the bottom, the Ola, that's on the northeast corner. But the one of the Chathos would be on the southwest corner, right? That's what he's asking. Why is, you know, the, the, the first one, yeah, obviously, we, you're dealing with different corners. You've got to hit all four corners here. So that's the, the difficulty with that illustration. See, but the point of illustration is to show you that in one case, he's below. In one case, he's above. It's not exact because in the case of above, he'd be at the southwest corner versus the northeast corner. But anyway, it's a good illustration and it gives us an opportunity to open the book. It's also two different Kohanim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I don't know. Uh, is it? Uh, maybe it is. <laughs> you can't tell. They're faceless, you know. Okay, anyway. Um, Can I ask? Yes. Uh, what, what, is this one animal or two animals? No, here? it's one animal. It's one tummit. We're talking about the carbon tummit. One mean, animal. I have one animal and a and also has, you know, an ola. That's the point. That's, I, I, that's what that's, that's, that's the strange thing about Rabbi Shimon Isha Mitzvah's uh, argument. He's saying this is a daily carbon tumid, which you bring in the morning and you bring in the evening, but he says the Pusik indicates that it is some aspects of the Chathas. A regular Ola that you bring, let's say a free will offering that you would bring, or any other Olas that are uh, uh, Olas, no, that's not only the tumid. He says, Allah's a tumid. This tumid has to have some aspects of a Chathas, which is a strange a strange animal, to use the pun, right? It's a strange animal to use. So, it, it is strange. And Rabbi Shimon Shemitz was obviously, we don't hold of his shita. Uh, he's a shita siyachid, but that's what he says. So we're analyzing his shita. He says it's got to have aspects of the chatos. So we say, so go all the way and make it do shtayim shein arba and then do all four. The answer is, is uh, we didn't go that far. You know, it only gives some aspects that you have to have two zrikas like a chatos in the south and the west, but not all the way, right? You're not doing a kapara plus another kapara. And so, uh, why don't you do, so now we're up to this question, so why don't you do, when you do the Chathas ones, that's supposed to be Chathas ones, south and west separately, so why don't you do those above the Chutas Sikra? Mar's answer is now is, the second Lomatzin, Lomatzin Adam, Shechetzin Lamal, you never find the Dam, and any animal, or bird for that matter, you never find that some of the Dam is below, above the Chutas Sikra and some is below. It's either below or it's above, as we outlined before. Is more below, is that not the case? By the time we learn, he's in Meno Achas Lamala, Lamata, on Yom Kippur, on the Kaporis, in the in the Kachim, he sprinkles one above, as we say, Achas, Achas, Ve'achas, Achas, Ve'shtayim, right? He does Achas Lamala and Sheva Lamata. So there it's above and below. The answer is no, that's Kamatzlif. That's like a 
sweeping action. What's a matzliff? Maika matzliff? Mechavir abiyuda keman Like a person whipping. In other words, you're not, that's not really to show that it's above or below a certain point. It's, it's, it's the, really the, um, his point of action, how his action is. Is his action going from below to above or, below to, or above to below like a whip? That's what he means. Interesting, Rashi says, Lashan matzliff lo no dali. Second to the last line on the page in the Rashi, he says, I never heard of that Lashon Matzliff. I don't know what that is. That's, that's la. Today in, in modern Hebrew, Salaf is a sniper. Right? We get that action right. right? Salaf is a sniper. So, but probably got it from here. But Rashi, did to, here, to that point, didn't know what the word Matzliff, he didn't heard of that word. And he said, so what is Matzliff? The Gemara asked, what is Matzliff? So he shows like a person whipping, like, like a, a person whipping, like the Shliach Bezin, who, who gives lashes, gives the Malkus, uh, right? This is below, this is above. In other words, he's like that. So we're not really saying that one is exactly above a certain point and below a certain point. When we say over here, meaning it's in an upward an upward action, and the other ones are in, a, are in a downward action. That's what he means there. But you don't find dam is above and dam is below. When the coin sprinkles on the inner mezbech, this is not the outer mezbech, again, when he sprinkles on Yom Kippur on the Tiaro Shemazbech, we're assuming now Tiaro means the halfway mark of the Mazbech, Sheva Pamim. Uh, he, does it on, he does it on the Tiaro. Tiaro means it's like halfway. How is that? Seven times. My love, Apalgi the Mazbech. It doesn't mean halfway up the Mazbech, halfway up the side of the Mazbech, Apnimi, the inner Mazbech. This is illustration number 23, right? Kira Amri Inchi, like people say, Tar Tiara. Like the Tsarayim, it's like halfway uh, noon. Noon is halfway of the day. Uh, Tsarayim Palgadioma. So doesn't it, doesn't that really mean here also? He he sprinkled on halfway of the mizbeach. Now if he does it halfway on the mizbeach, if you're doing it at the halfway line of the mizbeach apnimi, the mizbeach azov, mizbeach aktoris, it's called also that mizbeach. If you're doing, if you're sprinkling, it's impossible to hit exactly, if you're sprinkling, you can't hit it exactly in the halfway mark. Some, obviously, of the blood is going to go above and some is below. So you do find blood below and above, even though both these kashas, we're not talking about the Mizbeach HaChitzel. One was on the inside, in the Kaddish Kaddishim, on the Kapores, and one is on the inner Mizbeach, but you do find, apparently, blood is above and blood is below. No, you got the wrong explanation when it says Tiyosh Mizbeach. It doesn't mean halfway up the side, halfway up the vertical wall of the Mizbeach HaPnimi. I'm Rabbi Shilo. Agufi the Mizbeach. We're talking about on the roof of the Mizbeach, right? On top of the Mizbeach. And that's illustration number 23. Uh, as we turn the page here in the Gemara, we hit, uh, uh, we hit the, this illustration number 23. On top of the it says, like the Pasuk says, like the very heavens, for clearness. In other words, it's clear. It's clear. Why is it called that? Why is the top of the Mizbeach called clear? Rashi explains, because because when the Kohen puts the Ketoros there, what does he do? Shemetar Mephanektos. See, first, the Ketoros was burnt on top of the Mizbeach. So, on top of Mizbeach, so it was burnt in the morning. So, the Kohen has to come and shovel the, the uh, smoking coals on the side, and then he sprinkles the Dham on that part, on the part that's, that's exposed now. After he moves the ashes of the Ketoros aside, that, that's called Tiri. He's cleared it. It's like clear now, and that's what, and that's what he means over here. The Tiri Shemazbech means the clear part, the top of the Mazbech, which is cleared away after the Kohen shoves aside the ashes of the incense that were burnt in the morning. Okay.
So that's what he says there. So you don't find blood, which is half above, half below. So Rab Shimon Ishmitzba, who Bakoshi learns from the Pusik that this Tumid, Ola, this Ola, which is a, the carbon Tumid, which is an Ola, even though normally it's Shtaim Shein Arba by an Ola, this is really three. It's Shtaim Shein Arba on the northeast side, but on the southwest side, you actually do two separate Zrikas standing there in the southwest corner. It's a total of three. Why don't you do it other way? So he explained, you don't find that you, half of the blood is below, half is above. And you don't find that uh, you do it the whole procedure twice. You know, you do two plus another four. You don't find that. So why, if, this, if you started off with an Ola action, which is one, which is two in the northeast corner, why do you do the Ola first, and then do the Chatas, first the mice of the Chatas of two actual Zrikas? It says, Why don't you do the first of the Chatas, then the Ola? Since it's really an Ola, it is a carbon Ola, that's how it's, uh, that's how, what it is. It's totally burnt. It is a carbon ola. So, Kadma so he comes, so he do the ola first. That comes first. So, why do you do first the northeast corner and then the southwest corner? We've already sort of explained this. Nasev Dromus Marachas, why don't you do the, first of all, why, why don't you start with the southeast corner? Maishna Diyav Mizrachas Phonus, why do you do the northeast corner and then southwest corner? The first corner you're going to come to is the southeast corner when he, come, when he, when he hits the Mizbech. If he would be from Machatas, it would be going up the ramp, even though he's on the floor now. But the first corner you hit is the southeast corner. If you need two opposite corners to so do the southeast and the northwest. Amri, no. Ola to uni yisod. And Ola has to be sprinkled opposite the Yisod. There's got to be a base there. Vikaran Dromus Mizrochus Lohavili Yisod. It doesn't have a Yisod there. It's all Menashemaim, how it was done. Rashi, as the lines get, get narrower in Rashi, Rashi says, the Pusik says, El Yisod Mizbacha Ola. And Ola has to have a Yisod. And the southeast corner didn't have a Yisod, so you can't do it at that corner at all. So, So okay, fine. We understand now you can't do the southeast corner. So, you do the northeast corner, and the opposite diagonal of that is the southwest corner. But why that order? Why do the northeast corner and then the southwest corner? Why not do the southwest corner first and then the northeast corner? It says, Since we're going to have later on, you learn out from a Mishnah from Cheskel that called Pinashat Taponola, you Ella Derech Yemilamizrach. Learn over there, talks about the Amshel Shlomo, the famous Beyam, etc. And the way he learns out over there, of course, there's not everybody holds of it there, but whenever you turn, you should always turn right. So he says, keep it on Mark, call Pinas, anytime you turn, Shatapanola, you should always go to, the, go to the east. Now, it's not, not necessary, in the case of the Mizbech, it is to the east. Right? In the case of the Mizbech, it is to the east, but it, with the drush over there is that even where it's not to the east. The Adamara called Pinashat Taponale should always be to the east. In the case of the Mizbech, it's to the east. I mean, not to the east. You should always turn to your right. In the case of the Mizbech, you see, when you come up the Kevesh from the south, right, you come up from the south, so when you turn to your right, it is to the east. That is to the east. But the real drush of Ramachaskal is whenever you turn, turn to the turn to the right. So here when the guy when the coin comes up the Kevesh, Right? Which way should he turn? Left or right? He should always turn to the right. So when he turns to the right, he's going to eat the south. He's going to come to the south east corner first, then northeast, then northwest, then southwest. So he's going to hit the northeast well before he's going to hit the southwest. So that's why he says. So it's a general drush. You should always go to the right. In the Suffolk, turn to the right. Over here, when we say to the right, he's really turning right. Right? He's turning right and you know right face. It's not really right face because he's not turning his whole body because when the coin does the chatos, what does he do? He goes up the ramp and then he, his face is towards the wall of the mezbeach 
and he faces it. In other words, he's walking sideways as he walks around it, always facing his back. He's not, it's not what we call, uh, uh, Kurt, in the army you call that right face, right? You turn right face. Here he's not really right face, he's turning to the right, he's moving to the right. But the idea is the same. So he always turned to the, to the, to the right. How do you know Bechlal? You're saying this is an Ola, therefore you do the Maisa Ola first and then the Chatas. How do you know that this is an Ola and the Torah says do a Maisa Chatas on the Ola? Maybe it's a Chatas to come Rachmana of a Maisa Ola. Maybe this is really a Chatas in which you do a Maisa Ola. It can't be that. The Pazik says, Alulasa Tamid. This chatos action you do, it says on the Ola Tamid, Yasav Ye Yasav In other words, he calls it an Ola. This is the Ola's Tamid. The Ola's Tamid. There is no chatos Tamid. The Tamid is only an Ola. So we're talking about an Ola and do the chatos here. Maikam Rachmana, what does it mean by that? Midi de chatos Sharia Ola. Some action, some service that you do of a chatos, do that on the Ola. The Ola that you do daily, that you should also perform it with somewhat of the action of a chatos. Again, this is Reb Shimon, this is Reb Shimon Ish Mitzvah's Shita, and that's what he says in Tamid. Now, we, so what was the whole, the, 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 we had an exercise over here because we had a, this all started off because we said, oh, in Yoma, it says, you have the Torahs followed by the Neiris. And in Tamid, it says over there the other way around. So we said it goes like Rav Shemnisha Mitzvah. Oh, but wait a minute, Tamid can't be Rav Shemnisha Mitzvah because we see he argues over there in Tamid as we just described. Oh, so therefore it must be that Rav Shemnisha Mitzvah is the author of Yuma. We can't say he's the author of Tamid because in Tamid he argues. So we'll say, okay, our Mishnah in Yoma goes like Rav Shemnisha Mitzvah. In other words, when we're stuck, we say, fine, it goes like we see he argues over there, so maybe he argues, maybe this is she. We see he argues in general by Tamid, so maybe he argues over here too. This concept we're going to use now in the following in the following case. The following case has nothing to do with Yuma. It has nothing to do with the service, the order of the of Yom Kippur, what the Kohen does. It's simply what was the uh, was there. It's talking about the carbon tumid, which has nothing to do with Yuma. Not the carbon tumid that you bring Dafka on Yom Kippur, but in general about the carbon tumid and the order and the and the midos and and what the uh, uh, the structure of the base of Mingdish was. And so why is it brought down over here? Rashi says. Because we're also going to say, we don't know who a shita goes like. There seems to be a stira. So we'll say it goes like some other rabbi. That's, that's why this Gemara is brought down over here. It's not awesome. Really, Rashi says here, Rashi in the, uh, not the widest lines, but the wide, line, wide lines, five, six, six lines down on the, in the middle, the middle wide lines. He says, It's nothing to do with it. Like before we talked about a shinu or shimnisha mitzvah, we didn't know who something goes like. So we'll say it goes like a shimnisha mitzvah. The same thing we're going to say over here. It's not awesome. It says like this Gemara and Tumit. It's a million Mishnah. Amal Mamuna. The Mamuna said them. You know the Munas? Rashi tells us over here. The Munas is the Skan. Remember, I mentioned that the other day. Here also, at the beginning of the third paragraph. Again, that's why it's a little bit strange. Who was this back of Kohen Gadol? Was it the Skan or not? That's a question. Uh, from Rashi, it doesn't seem to be the Skan because by the Mamuna, he calls him the Skan. Rashi didn't refer to the back of Kohen Gadol in our Mishnah, the first Mishnah in the Perak, as being the Skan. So it's Mash Rashi that's not really the Skan. But anyway, and there, the, there the Skan, the, the, the uh, one in charge, says, listen, we're talking about the, the daily Tumid, the carbon Tumid that they brought every day. Go bring, go bring me a lamb. Go bring me a lamb from the chamber, the, the cell where they kept, like the little barn in the base of English where they kept the tlaim. What do you mean there? Uh, they, had six, they had six lambs that were checked. Every, uh, they always had six in there that were checked to make sure they didn't have any mum. They had them always ready for the carbon tumid. You bring two each day. So every day you pick two from there and you put two more in after they've been checked. So he says, go bring him from the Shlom. Where was this Lishka Space Atlom? It was in the northwest corner. What are we speaking about now? If you look at your illustrations in the illustration book, 
Okay, so we're looking now early at number 27. And even for, better than that, really it's number, if you look, uh, if you turn the page to page number 12 in the book, it's illustration number 27, but it's expanded on the following page, uh, page number 12, and he says like this. This is, this whole area in page in number 12, page number 12, or illustration number 27, is an area called the Beis Amoke. It was called the Moke. There was a big fire there to warm up the Kohanim. And there were four little chambers within this big chamber. Okay, now, so it says, what, what was the Lishchas, uh, what was the place where they kept the animals, they kept the lambs there? So this mission in Tumit says that where was this uh, chamber of lambs? It was in the northwest corner. It's Phonus Maravis. That's not what it shows on this diagram. The diagram shows it's in the southwest corner. If you look at that diagram on number 27 or expanded onto number 28, Okay, we'll talk, come to that in a minute. But in Tumut, it says that where was the lishchas, where was the chamber of lambs in the northwest corner? There were four chambers in this base hamoket. One was the chamber of the lambs. One where they kept the seals. You remember, somebody had to bring a carbon, they would pay, uh, they would pay like, the, um, like the cashier, they would give him the money. He says, let's say they had to bring... Uh, a keves, so they bring, they pay for that, and he he was in charge of giving him like a receipt or a seal, uh, a voucher for <clears throat> for the for the amount of nesachim uh, of wine and oil that he would need, and depending on what carbon you bring, you would you would pay and uh, and pay for that kind of a seal, and then you would take that to the supplier and elsewhere in the base of Migdash and pick up the actual uh, oil and wine, etc. So, was the seals. One was actually there was a big fire in that. Besides the fire, the big fire in the central part of the Beisamoke, there was another one called the Lishchas Beisamoke. And one chamber, one of the four chambers, was they made the Lechem Apanim, as we had uh, elsewhere, the base Garmo, that family who knew how to make Lechem Apanim. That's what it says in Tumit. Verminu. And another mission in Mido says as following, the four chambers of the base Mokud, like small chambers going into a large reception room. Two were actually in the Azara. Technically, they were in the perimeter of the Azara. And it was on, the whole base of Mokud was on, so to speak, on the border of the Azara. And two, two of the chambers were inside the Azara, technically, and two were on the outside. Right, so two were not in the Azara. And there were like wooden pegs which separated them. You see the picture in, in illustration 27 or on page 12, you see those little pegs between two of, between, you know, separating two from two. Right? Um, um, what, what did the four chambers do? Here's our problem. The southwest corner, he isolates Talaya Carbon. This mission in Tumut says that it wasn't the northwest corner, like it says in Tumut, where you kept the lambs, but it was the southwest corner, right? Not the northwest corner, but the southwest corner. That's our problem. And then he says, Dromus Medrachus, the southeast corner, there they made the Be'lechem him, which is not a stira to Mission and Tumut, because Mission Tumut didn't say where it was. He just said one of them was the place where they made the Be'lechem. Mizrachus, Sphonis, the northeast one, Ba'ganzu Be'es Cheshmerah, Avni Mizbeach, there, the Beis Cheshmeram, they hid there, they stored there the stones of the Beis Cheshmeram, that the Greek, uh, the Greek uh, kings 
had used to serve Avodah Zarah. They buried them there. Again, this is, doesn't seem to be clear. It, does that correspond to one of the other four? Possibly. And the northwest corner, they went on the field. The illustration number 27 is what we're describing in Tumit. Again, that the southwest corner was the place for the lambs. The one they, they went down to the base of Tfilah, that's the one we just described, is the northwest corner. The, where they made the Lechem upon him was in the southeast corner. And in, the, and in the northeast corner, that's the place where they stored those stones. But what's the problem? The problem, the real problem of here is, where did they keep the lambs? Was it the northwest corner, like it says in Tamid, or was it the southwest corner, like it says in Midos? So tomorrow we'll see the answer to this. So Rav Huna says, Montana Midos, Rav Lezman Yaakov. Oh, the answer is, is when you have a steer, we'll say, no, the author of Midos is a separate sheet. That's Rav Lezman Yaakov. He holds that. The author of Tamid goes like, so to speak, like the Rabbanan. And that's what he wants to say. And that's why this is brought down to show the same idea. When there is a steer between the two Masechtas that describe something in the base of English, we'll say that goes like a sheet. And we'll pick it up with this tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody. Yeah, yeah.